0: Computer, initialize HollowSuite.
1: HollowSuite Media!
0: Let us see what the future holds. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, hey, welcome to What the Future Holds. We've been gabbing about a bunch of other things before actually starting this podcast. Dave may or may not leave them in. We'll see. I am but one of your hosts. I'm Brandy Jackola, and with me always is my husband, Dave. Dave, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm good.
0: You have a cat beside you, I see.
1: Yeah, he is wanting to play, I
0: think. He He wants to play and attack the blanket okay listeners you may hear some strange cat sounds i promise you he's perfectly fine he's just attacking dave in a playful way (laughs) and and that meowing (laughs) that you hear right now is not a cat that's actually our other wonderful host christopher d littlefield chris how
2: are you i'm good i'm good
0: (laughs) excellent how are you Happy to hear it. I have got a terrible headache, but other than that, I am peachy keen. So, pale right. and hearty in every other way. It's just weather. It's all my, all my stuff's weather related because mm-hmm. we've got another storm coming in and it's winter here now, which is fine. I actually like winter because I'm crazy. <laughs> all right, then, guys. We had a new episode of Star Trek Discovery. Die trying. What a name.
2: Yeah, I was nervous all throughout the episode that someone was going to die.
0: Well, someone is going to die, but we'll talk about that. Well, no, just... just Well, like regulars. No, there's ones as far as regulars, but no. No regulars died in the making of this episode. Mm-mm. Regulators! Regulators! Mount up! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you tell how old we are by our <laughs> musical... Who expected We're... a Young Guns reference?
0: I have never seen Young Guns. I haven't either,
2: but I know that, they, that that's in a song. At the beginning yep. of
0: mm.
2: whatchamacallit, Warren G.
0: Yes, I, I, I don't like westerns. Mm. So, yeah, we we'll yeah. addressed that. Well, this was quite an episode.
2: This was quite an episode. Yeah. I only have one thing to say
0: None! None! No! I've been
2: waiting to do that all day.
1: No! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gotta do it I'm sure. I'm sure uh. I won't be the only oh, one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. No, no, no. You know, I wanna just talk about the cold open because yes, it was something to behold. <laughs> because when they finally get to Starfleet headquarters, Federation headquarters, and they go through that distortion field, mm-hmm. my brain short-circuited. <laughs> it's like, what am I seeing? What am I seeing? There's too many things to see. Too many <laughs> things to see. I just thought,
1: what if somebody's trying to go out the other side at the same time and they'd collide?
0: Honey, you know that they have better sensors than that.
1: They were expected. Come on.
0: Yes, they were expected. Nobody was leaving at the time.
1: Right. God, Dave. Cheers.
0: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I mean,
1: really. So. And fly your spacecraft on the right side of the uh, universe. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, it depends on uh, which uh, which. Oh yeah, if you're in the British in. P-
1: part of the universe, you have to go on the left side. Mm-hmm. If you're
0: in the Delta Quadrant, you definitely have to be on the left side. But then you're in the Alpha Quadrant, uh, anyway, I'm sorry, that makes no sense whatsoever. I got super emotional at the Voyager J.
2: Oh my like, God. Super yes. emotional. Yes.
0: Like I was clutching my chest. Yes. And I thought my heart was going to burst.
1: I love that even the crew of the Discovery are Star Trek fans.
0: Yes. I know. They were <laughs> us. They were. Because they're us.
1: like, what generation of Voyager is that then? Or like 10th, 11th? 11th. Yeah. 11th mm-hmm.
0: generation is J. And here's something that you may not have noticed. Oh, oh, oh I know what you're going to say. I know you know what I'm going to say. Uh, I didn't notice it the first time, but to be fair, the first time I saw it was as a screener. And the screeners do have a lower resolution oh. than the finished product, which I'm not complaining about. As they're uh, making their way to their final destination in their they pass the USS Nog.
2: The USS Nog. I didn't see it either, but I've mm-hmm. I seen lots of posts about it today. And it's Eisenberg class. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I have to go back mm-hmm. and watch it so I can catch it. But oh, so amazing.
0: Really? Just, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, just hitching the feelings.
2: That cold open was insane. I DM'd y'all. I, went, I had to get my car. Had some work on my car today. So I was once again... At the watching service center, the watching it on my little iPad, <laughs> crying.
0: I think it's clear already that I'm five for five for this season. This makes me four crying. for five. <laughs> yeah. And Dave, 80% zero percent.
1: And 100%. Yeah. And I'm zero
0: yeah,
1: percent. That's okay. Dave
0: never cries.
1: We need the steady well, he doesn't, a lot.
0: He almost never cries. No. He's the sensible one.
1: I'm your emergency podcasting hologram.
0: Mm, he's our EPH. <laughs> Computer, activate EPH. <laughs> Please state the nature of your podcast emergency. Audacity <laughs> <laughs> won't open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Randy froze again. <laughs> well, well, brandy freezes at least once a, a podcast. So, and at Almost least as once much a live We don't mind. So, so ship porn. Oh yeah, man, ship porn. Oh ever. my God, I love ship porn. I love it. How about
1: it. the unconnected yes. nacelles?
0: The detached nacelles. Yeah, That's detached sexy. nacelles. So hot. Yeah. It's super hot. It just makes me want wonder wanna...
1: if they're like magnetic or something. How do they keep them with the ship? That's well, crazy.
0: Well, it's 32nd century technology. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's the year 3188, right? Yeah. Yeah, they've got technology that used to be theoretical in Discovery's original mm-hmm. time. Right. As Nilsson said.
1: The whole matrix that mm-hmm. they use. And was experimental in her day.
0: There was a ship that was a giant rainforest. So. Yeah. And
2: lots of like biological matter, holographic stuff, mm-hmm. like just the mm-hmm. coolest Star Trek gasm.
0: Yeah. i i have no complaints about ship porn ever because i'm the person that likes that really long scene in star trek the motion oh hell yeah where they go to the enterprise oh hell yeah i love every second of it me too don't cut away to kirk's face just stay on the ship keep showing me that beauty
1: the rainforest in space reminds me of silent running Mm. i believe that's what it's called the classic sci-fi film that somewhat inspired star wars i do not know that
0: i i've never seen it
1: all about that base this all these astronauts in space and earth is like hyper industrialized and so they send up all their their trees and stuff into space to kind of just have a garden when they need trees again and I guess there's some kind of legislation or something where they decide to just get rid of the plants altogether and just blow up the ship and one of the astronauts goes rogue and tries to rescue it Mm oh
2: It's all about that space.
1: It's
0: all about that space. That space. That space. No trebles. Oh yeah.
2: That's good. Uh, Oh my
0: god. Um, that's so dumb. No, it's awesome. (laughs) That sounds horrifying. Did they have like oxygen generators on the Earth? Because without trees, the planet dies. I
1: don't know. It's just kind of 70s counterculture science fiction film. Mm. I want to watch that. I do too. Yeah, it's kind of a like a geek-cred kind of movie to watch because, you know, a lot of science fiction films were inspired by it.
0: Well, I'm going to seek it out now. I yeah. feel like I have a missing entry on my geek sheet. And What's his name? Bruce Dern?
1: Assault.
0: Is that the guy's Laura name? Laura Dern's like, dad, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I think he's the main character, oh. that, if I'm not mistaken. I love me he some Laura Dern. He was when
0: he was younger. Yeah, well, it's her dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, her dad's fine. It's... <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad about Bruce Dern at all.
1: So, yes, Rainforest in Space. Rainforest rainforest in Space. space. Uh, Wow. It makes
0: me wonder now if that's a reference.
1: Who knows? It might be. Make sure that that's the right name of that movie. I think it is. Because it sounds also like it's a submarine movie.
0: It does. When you think about it, spaceships in Star Trek, especially, are modeled after nautical ships, Mm -hmm. you know. So. Oh yeah,
1: Bruce Dern. Yeah, I got the name of it right. 1972.
0: Well done. Re- Ooh, a year before he was born. On
1: March 10th.
0: It's as old as you, babe. It's five it years older than me. Yes, well, we're old up in here. Eh, five, what's five years?
1: <laughs>
2: half a decade.
0: It, yep, so. Yeah, half a decade. That's it's
1: the, decade. the uh, what the future holds uh, recommendation for. Okay. Don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch that
0: can something. be your movie night. Oh, <laughs> <gasps> yeah. And I feel like now we have to start doing a movie night, you guys. <laughs>
1: okay. Ooh.
0: Well, I mean, we don't necessarily have to do it together because the logistics of that can be complicated.
1: Yeah. Oh yes. But maybe,
0: you know, once a month we pick a movie and we all watch we it. We could do that. I'd be down. <laughs> and then we reconvene and talk about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, something we do on the off season between series.
0: Oh, yeah. Seasons.
1: Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I want to know
2: what y'all thought about the Federation Admiral guy. I forget his
1: name. Admiral Vance. Yes. Brandy loves him. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know you're hot for him.
0: Oh, he's so hot. He's hot. Baby, he's so hot. And that beard, my God. I mean, I've seen him with a beard before, but I've never seen the silver beard, and I'm just like, so there for it. But actually, you know, I didn't blame him for any of his actions or his paranoia because- he says at the end of the episode they've been in triage for a long time and that he wasn't talking about sickbay he was talking about the federation right as a whole Mm -hmm. they were basically operating like a mash unit for decades and decades and they don't know how to do anything else but now discovery's here to help
2: i really liked that they crafted this episode so that like I was really feeling for Saru and Michael when they were trying to make their case. And of course, like the Discovery Crew, like I feel like they're because they're a family, I feel like I'm a part of their family too. And mm-hmm. so Same. what they were going through, I was totally with them and I felt for them, but I mm-hmm. also saw the other side too. And it was yeah. totally legitimate what he was doing. I mean, he was a little bit edgy and so was what's her name. Like she was kind of uh, Willa? Yeah Willa. a few times. I'm like, Oh my god, you're so mean. And then but then at the same time I'm like, I would be at least just as skeptical. And you know who he mm. reminded me of in these moments? Mm. Janeway. <gasps> he reminded mm. he seems like he's cut from like the Janeway cloth to me. Like nice. she would she would be exactly the same way if she were in the Delta Quadrant and a Federation ship flew in. And she had no idea she would be
0: exactly Mm -hmm. the
1: same way. I kind of got an Odama from Battlestar Galactica vibe.
0: It's it's Adama, not Odama. Adama. Adama. Mm -hmm.
1: The desperation of clinging to the remnants of the Federation, putting Band-Aids on things. They can't really progress anywhere. They're just barely maintained. Yeah,
2: it's like you get so used to knowing that you have to just hold on that once the opportunity comes... To show you that what you've been fighting for and holding on to for so long is still there and can be reborn. It's like you don't trust it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wonder why that resonates so strongly <laughs> right now.
2: I'm telling you, this episode, mm. even again, again. Weekly okay. relevance is Discovery Season 3. It's crazy. And it's Yeah, crazy. I just I mean the sick aliens. What were they called? The Keeley Keely? Keely?
0: the the keely Keely. yeah yeah
2: who looked really cool i mean hello pandemic like oh Mm -hmm. my god yeah and then there's like this one huge major moment that i just i'm gonna talk about it on this episode and i'm gonna talk about it on open channel but the fact that michael burnham the black female commander comes up to the front of the bridge and says black alert like that just hit me so hard i was like Black girl magic is real. This, that felt so, Mm. so, so prescient to me, prescient. Like, just the fact that, like, a black woman is coming up and saying, Black alert. I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) And then it, it reminds me of, like, different different areas with the election and everything black women turned out and helped save our country once again. And it just, it, well, Stacey Abrams yeah, alone, it just made, with, she's done in Georgia. Yeah, it just made sense. I was like, hell yes. That made mm-hmm. me so ex- I cr- started crying when she said that and the pride in her eyes, when she said that she knew what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Saniqua knew what she was saying in mm-hmm. that moment. We all knew it. Well, maybe not all of us, but that
1: was m- meaningful.
0: Also, what gets me is when she says, let's show them who we are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how about Willa after the black alert? Just kind of go.
0: No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She threw up in her mouth a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you better she hold definitely... on to something.
1: And she's like, yeah. yeah, what? whatever.
0: Willa really starts to warm up mm-hmm. to the crew, especially when she's in that room with Stamets and Reno and Tilly. Oh, my God. That scene. Yeah. And- <laughs> So I was just bickering so all the way through good. it. So good. It's amazing. You're very unprofessional. <laughs> but at the end of it, she's like, you guys know exactly what you're doing. I, li- I like her. She, I do, too. She gave credit where credit is due. You know, she's not just completely ignorant of their skills.
1: Because we've already talked a little bit about Don and being the security officer and this being like the chief security officer, are we going to Ooh. have a little bit of a cast Ooh. change? Is she going to stay on the discovery? Ooh, she could.
0: I actually had that same thought as well, because I thought you're going to need a new chief of security. I so. didn't think
2: because I'm not ready to move on from non.
0: We'll see her oh, yeah. again. How we'll gorgeous again. is she? Like, it may not. Rachel and just. She was on mwah. the yeah, ready room. Just- yeah, I haven't had time I to watch that yet. I just saw a brief yet, moment, so. but I
2: haven't seen it. But she's Awesome.
0: Have you seen anyone from Discovery who isn't awesome? No. 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 no, you have not because they're all awesome. Yeah. I know I'm jumping around a lot, but another thing that I've really just got to bring up is David fucking Cronenberg. Are you shitting me right now?
1: I wonder how much this has to do with <laughs> Werner Herzog being on The Mandalorian. Oh, for heaven's and, sake. And they're like, hey, they got this really cool director to be on that one. Who could we get? Oh, well, we're in... Kind of filming in Canada anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> David Cronenberg, like the godfather of body horror.
0: I really do get not think there. that that had anything to do Can with you it. you film me I don't think they were... Th- thank you, Ben. Uh, uh, darling.
1: <laughs> darling. The interrogation montage, when they get around to Philippa. Mm-hmm. Oh, him. Um, the the guy interviewing her. the glass. Section 31 that's operative. David Cronenberg. Who directed Videodrome? He directed Scanners. He directed the remake of The oh, Fly. Scan- oh, he is a big league Canadian horror director. Does a lot of body horror. The stuff. actor? Did he another one, do another one called? Mm-hmm. He's he's the director, but he can act too. Oh, can he? Yeah. In fact, yeah. Other horror directors often just to pay him a favor, get him on as to do. I think he's in Nightbreed. Okay. Hmm. And he's really sinister in that, as he's hunting down all the uh, the freaks. I guess you'd. I call feel like them I should all know all this monsters. about him.
2: I was obsessed with him immediately.
1: Yeah. Yeah, David Cronenberg's yeah, amazing. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's no joke.
0: No, he is not any joke at all. I spent the whole scene going. I think that's David. <laughs> is that David Cronenberg? I think it is.
1: And I loved his suit. His glass suit. Oh, they, the suit. They were amazing together, yep. too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I was thinking the same thing. It was like a tennis match or something, you know, just um, yeah, just volleying back and forth in this interrogation. If I ask you something, I know you're gonna lie anyway. So go ahead Mm -hmm. and ask me questions. And that way, I'll figure out, you know, what's going on with you.
2: I feel like this is the Section 31 connection. Like this is the this has to do with setting Mm -hmm. up the maybe the series or something. Mm. I don't know.
0: I don't know, because it's been so long since we've had any news about the Section 31 series that I'm not necessarily seeing patterns there yet.
1: Yeah, as far as series go, I think there's the least interest, it seems, to be on Section 31. People want, you know, Strange New Worlds, other stuff. Yeah, Strange they, they New
0: Worlds. A strange That's new world. probably if top. I had to choose. Yeah, of
2: course, if I had to choose, yeah. but I want a Section Thirty One show.
0: Yeah. I would love a Section Thirty One show. I embrace all Trek. There isn't a single series of right. Trek that I mm-hmm. dislike. I love them all for various reasons. Oh,
2: how and cool was the blinking thing—the eye blinking thing. I'm like,
0: oh right? my god! <laughs> I loved the holograms looking at him and going, "Make her stop!" They were seriously
1: how does she sad. know that or jojo when she messed with the i think it was the the male hologram mm-hmm. it's like are you a human that thinks he's a hologram or are you just a hologram <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just messing with their subroutines and so they mm-hmm. short circuit
0: well my guess is that they had that technology in the mirror mm-hmm. universe
1: yeah
2: so that would interesting that he tells her that the distance between our universe and the mirror universe has gotten it's gotten further and further apart
0: the distance has grown and there hasn't been a crossover in over 500 mm-hmm. years and the terran empire is gone so he says well i wouldn't be surprised yeah. empires like that always fall Oh yeah oh
1: always. yeah definitely it may take a while <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dictatorships never end well for the dictator yeah or mm-hmm. the wannabe dictator thank god yeah, or the wannabe Yeah. I think what yeah. Pol Pot was one of the luckiest, and he just ended up in a house arrest, mm-hmm. basically.
0: Just ended up in house arrest, you having know. all of his food brought to him. Mm-hmm. Couldn't leave his house, but hey, he had a really nice house. Yeah. So, if you look like, at Mussolini, didn't end well hey. for him. It didn't no. end well for
1: Hitler. <laughs>
0: he ended up in a well ditch so covered wrong. in petrol on mm-hmm. fire. David Cronenberg. Oh my God! What a revelation! Yes. Uh, please Brilliant have him team. on more episodes. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I want to see him around Giorgio again. I want. I just. I love. What do you think that. he
2: did to her? Loved that it. she when she was like spaced out. I, I think don't know it was, that he
0: did anything. Or was
1: she just just the information oh, overload about her? Bec- think about how proud. Giorgio is of the mirror universe Mm. and how that how she identifies with that lifestyle and how her way of doing things is the best well she carries
2: that with her in this universe
1: if you're told that doesn't work that your empire's over because it collapsed because that's not sustainable Mm -hmm. so So everything she builds her personality her ego on has been
2: undermined. so are we seeing potentially an ego death within her or a reckoning sort of thing and and this may be I, moving her more towards a redemption arc or something
0: i honestly don't know and i can't comment on what i actually think because i have the knowledge of the next right. episode yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> i hate but when you do that it seems damn it. like i know i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> It seems to me, just going from my first reaction, the first time I saw this episode, it seems to me like she is reliving some kind of repressed trauma. Hmm. But I don't know for sure. And even after seeing the next episode... I still like I feel like this is sure. like
2: what happened with her and Michael. Uh, like there're going to be fans that are going to be like, "Oh, it's control asserting itself with her or something like that," which is completely not true, yeah, and I I'm don't want to entertain sh- those ideas. Okay. I just want to put it out there. I have not seen that by anybody, but I can just imagine that that would
1: happen.
0: Stop talking about <laughs> <Yes>. control. Control <laughs> is gone. Stop. It. That's why
1: I brought it up. More of a vibe of something like Richard III at the end of Richard III, where it's like my kingdom for a horse kind mm-hmm. of thing, where mm-hmm. just Everything's the worst it cup co- could possibly be. She's disconnected. She must now, feel completely. even more she's, alone now. She's alone. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, he does make it very clear to her that she's well, alone. He's trying
1: yep. to she's right like yeah. the last Terran.
0: Yeah. He was yeah, trying
1: yeah. to kind of break her a little, yeah. Yeah,
0: a little bit. But also
1: fascinated by her too. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. There's a lot more going on, and for all of the people who were saying, "Oh, there's been no character development." Well, here's your fucking character okay, who development. Who says that? Okay.
2: I do not listen. Oh, plenty of people. You know, I do not listen to any of that stuff. Like, so when some when I hear something and everybody somebody's saying like, "Get a real Star Trek show," blah blah blah, then your fans will come back. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's there's so many freaking fans. There are way more fans now. Like, I don't, I just don't hear those things, and I'm happy about that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's not like I seek them yeah. out. They sometimes just accidentally bump into right. me. And then unfortunately, I'm aware of them. Well, yeah.
1: Next Generation was popular when we had what? How many channels? Right.
0: Four. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you count the PBS channels. Then yeah. it was six. I
1: think we had basic cable then, too. We didn't. But even mm. so, we didn't. I, didn't.
2: I, okay.
0: I never had cable growing up. Okay.
2: We only had cable briefly when I was a kid. And we watched Pinwheel on Nickelodeon. Yeah. In the 80s.
0: Oh, Nickelodeon.
2: But other than that, we never really had cable.
1: I could see Next Generation having a lot of fans because you didn't have to pay for a subscription service and you had limited things you could watch. And it was one of the few science fiction shows on television at the time. And so, of course, it's going to have a huge fan base. Right now, there's so much competing with Discovery. And so you kind of have to go out of your way to become a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Like for the
2: people that are like Star Trek quote Star Trek fans that are still hating on it, I'm just like I'm like f- just leave them behind. I don't care anymore. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. care. I
0: don't I don't care about them. I'm not here to change their minds because yeah. only they can do that. Well, yeah.
1: And you're um, allowed to like what you like, and allowed not to like what you don't like. So
0: it's not so much about not liking something; it's the vitriol they keep spewing yeah. out of their blowholes. Like the it's, it's like
2: the active that just—it's like an active choice, an yeah. active yeah. belittling mm-hmm. and tearing things down for other people. Yes, which to me is just really yes. a reflection on how they feel about themselves, and there it's their own insecurities. <laughs> so whatever, to hell with yeah. them.
0: It's kind of like a bully maneuver, really. Hmm. So we shall not be yeah. bullied.
2: I don't know why I just brought so that up, but not.
1: yeah, that's a. Okay. Oh, speaking of interrogations, how about non during the interrogation? She's just reciting her her name and her rank and her Perfection. serial number. Are just classic.
0: Yeah, not complying is, in, you know, is, is insubordination, is. and she's. Like, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> throw me in the brick hologram, D. She's awesome. <laughs> I want to know what her first initial stands for. I know, right? What's her first mm, name? I don't know. I want to know. Diana. I want to know. Hmm. Diana know. non. I like it.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. But what about uh, Jet? When they are chips and salsa? Oh, yeah. She's getting snacks. <laughs> I'm going to need yeah. something to drink. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. That would have been me in interrogation. If you want to have coherent answers, I'm going to need my glucose levels back up. <laughs> so, you need to get some food up in here right now.
1: Colbert is keeping his batting average up because he's amazing in this mm-hmm. episode too.
0: Yeah,
1: which when they call him to the to the bridge and he's like, "Okay, who needs what?" Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, just like, who oh needs my god, what? the way he stood, the
2: way he like came onto the bridge and stood there with like his mm-hmm. chest out. He mm-hmm. put his he put his hands oh, yeah. behind his back and just kind of stood there. Like it was so sexy. It was so <laughs> hot. Well, you know
0: that's, He was so in control. That's actually like. A- a military yeah. stance, and yeah. he was in presence of a commanding officer. He and was, during the uh,
1: interrogation, he's like, "So you died?" He's like, "Yep, but mm-hmm. I, I was actually murdered, and
2: I'm okay with the murderer and you now." Say something like, "I was emotionally <laughs> yeah, dead good. too," or something like that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: He says, "You were so you were physically dead." Yeah, as I said, but I was also emotionally yeah. <laughs> dead. <laughs> <laughs> he is Just Wilson. Is like the, coming um,
2: into his own in this character.
1: Yeah, he, it's amazing. I love him so much. What a so great much. performance.
0: I love Wilson so much, and I love Culver mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Just Wilson is a wonderful person.
1: So. It is odd that he's not the chief medical officer, but they still get I him don't doing care. all the stuff. I <laughs>
0: don't like, care. It's like, what's the chief
1: medical officer doing? <laughs> it's like, administrative work? What do you think a chief medical officer <laughs> ends up doing?
0: Yeah, I, I really don't care. I don't care about seeing the department heads. It doesn't mean yeah. anything
1: I, to me. This makes a lot more sense to me, so actually. We, because why yeah. would your cheap medical officer go out on away missions? It makes little exactly. sense I nitpicked about mm-hmm. these
2: things when we did our season one and season two uh, uh-huh. summaries. I thought about it. I think it was during this episode. I thought about it. I It bothers me like almost to zero now. Those things. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah it just doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter what position a character fills as mm-hmm. long as they're an interesting character so yeah he's a doctor he may not be chief medical officer maybe he was offered chief medical officer yeah. when they went to the future but he didn't want it maybe he thought he did his best work actually helping people and being doing medical stuff rather than doing maybe he's the second in
2: command well not maybe paperwork he's the, but you know
0: well we know pollard's there and we know he's there <laughs> yeah. and as far as doctors those are the only two i know of those are the only two that i recall the seeing. blonde
1: one Well, considering how often they get him to do the away missions, it seems like he's like their field medic. Yeah. It's like you send Cobra for the away stuff. Mm -hmm. Pollard can stay on the station and take care of the main stuff on the ship. yeah,
0: I wouldn't say he's fearless exactly, but when they're on the Seed ship and they're getting ready to try to find this family and he starts charging ahead and Michael's like, no, get behind me. Yep i'm the one yeah. with the phaser dude get you behind know me. yeah we got a
1: security officer and we got like the first officer you're <laughs> the doctor you get behind yeah. us yeah you're not taking point on this you know one of the things that i
2: really like about his character is that you know he's a big muscly man and like he's he's mm. so clearly like has a strong masculinity too but he's simultaneously super sensitive and like soft Mm -hmm. and he just like embodies Mm -hmm. like this connection of both masculine and feminine qualities that I just find so wonderful I think it's a good example especially for like
1: gay guys to embrace all parts of yourself after he came to terms with his death and his rebirth and coming to know himself again is that it seems like he's self-actualized he's a very wholesome person as in there's words like wholesomeness integrity it's all about being put together well and he embodies that.
0: My thing is, is that I don't think that these types of qualities need to be assigned to specific genders. Hmm. And the sooner we get away from that crap, the better, because something isn't inherently masculine or feminine. Gender is fluid. Sexuality is fluid, and it shouldn't be an either-or thing. I, yeah, I,
2: I, so yeah, that's... I feel that way too. I, I call things like that out too. I guess I mean more. I mean more in the perspective no, of like what you the balance energetic balance of the universe type of way. The yin. Yeah, and the exactly. Yang. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think that we say masculine and feminine just because it's our way for our stupid human brains to recognize that there are different yeah. forces, you know, for balance. Um that's so what Tai Chi
1: is, as in like the martial art Tai Chi Chuan is the blending of the yin and the yang energy, the hard with the soft. Mm-hmm. In Tai Chi, it's known as being an iron bar wrapped in cotton. Is that how your body is? It's internally hard, externally soft. Hmm. <laughs> and so it's oh. all about balancing. And that's there's the thing, and then it's opposite, and they're combined together in one. And yeah, he embodies that. Yeah. There's there's a hardness, there's a softness, there's some self-doubt with some confidence. So yeah, it's just this blending of, of polar opposites that cooperate mm-hmm.
0: and function Like he well. could
2: just be a tough guy, you know, with his physique and everything. He could. But it's not who he is. It's yeah. not who anybody needs to be.
0: Now I'm just going to keep picturing Culver as an iron bar wrapped in cotton. <laughs> yep. Because his iron uniform's bar wrapped white. Wrapped so cotton. cotton. Yep. Speaking
2: of uniforms, <laughs> you had mentioned before that you don't like these new uniforms.
0: I, I don't do not? like them either. Do you not like them?
1: I find them very unflattering. And the, even the colors, they're just kind of gray and slate and kind of charcoal and just like, ugh.
0: <laughs> and they've got these weird angle things going on. And I, I bet just, they did it on purpose. not a fan. Because I um, bet it reflects...
2: It, it. They were designed to reflect... I mean, Grisha Phillips is a genius. Like I bet it was designed to reflect the
1: times that they're in. Yeah. Said something about the seed ship. Yeah. Seed vaults are an actual thing. Mm-hmm. We have one here on Earth. It's oh. called the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. It's halfway between norway and the north pole of
0: course and
1: it's very deep in a mountain just in case any kind of man-made or natural disaster wipes out a bunch of our vegetation they've got seeds that they can replant so we can regrow just about any plant in the world that we oh know my of. god like any wheat any cabbage anything like, like that for the preservers and you know how yeah can yeah. we can seed the planet we can yeah, it's the largest collection of seeds in the world, and they're all in this fault buried deep in this mountain.
0: Well, I'm sure that's what this ship is based on.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And they even talk about that, that in case anything happens to any of the galaxy's plants, they can recede from this collection. And I guess different members of the Federation of Planets, they change shifts and who's mm-hmm. going to watch over the seed ship.
0: Yeah. And, and it's so been it was, around since the 23rd yeah, century
1: that the uh like Nance race currently is the one in charge of barzans? it. barzans Barzan Yeah, Barzan Barzan Barzan, Barzan.
0: Barzan. It's Barza- Barzan. It's Barzan Barzan, Barzan. That's how non said it so oh, well then
1: Barzan of the Jungle Far
2: be it from me to disagree I used to think it was Nance.
0: Barzan but it's Barzan mm-hmm. <laughs> Barzan Let's talk about the seed ship for a bit Yeah Let's talk about Them finding the ship. Because, you know, Michael is really gung-ho to just get things done because that's what she spent the last year doing. She's not used to yet being under authority and having to go through channels. She just wants to get stuff done. So she is a little bit, I wouldn't say insubordinate, but she (laughs) does not choose her words very carefully. She's
1: borderline in yeah. She's almost there. She's really treading I'm okay the with it, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's worrisome, though. Yeah. It's but worrisome. I'm okay with
2: her being corrected for yeah, it. when you take a it.
1: tone with a commanding officer, yeah.
0: They go through a proper channels, like Saru says that they need to do, and she appeals to Willa to let them look at the roster of where these people have been to figure out why they got sick and because they have knowledge of worlds as they were in the 23rd century they figure out what planet is they picked up this problem no one else would have known that
1: Uh, the planet had were working on unstable metals mm -hmm. and it created a radiation that mutated the vegetation there
0: and killed Mm -hmm. the planet
1: and killed the planet yeah so so when the race stopped by there to scavenge uh, scavenge and i guess they ate something on the planet Mm -hmm. that disagreed with them and now their proteins are unfolding whatever that means
2: you know it's kind of these opportunities (laughs) are giving michael a chance to learn that she can't even though she knows she's right about something she can't just jump ahead and do everything the way she wants to like she's kind of having to realize that there's a protocol and there's a there's a method and all of that kind of stuff and she can't do everything the way she used to like which started the war
0: i would like to explain to you guys that because i'm sure other people have looked it up but i have heard of prions before they do mention prions Mm -hmm. and prions have featured in more than one book that i have read which was sort of speculative science fiction like taking the cutting edge of what is going on right now and pushing it forward to a possible Um, conclusion the v wars right that's not the first place i heard of it though oh Um, wow prions are misfolded proteins this is actually from wikipedia (laughs) l with the ability to transmit their misfolded shape onto normal variants of the same protein They characterize several fatal and transmissible neurodegenerative diseases in humans and many other animals. It is not known what causes the normal protein to misfold, but the abnormal three-dimensional structure is suspected of conferring infectious properties collapsing nearby protein molecules into the same shape. The word prion derives from proteinaceous infectious particle. The hypothesized role of a protein as an infectious agent stands in contrast to all other known infectious agents, such as viruses, bacteria, fungi, and parasites, all of which contain nucleic acids, DNA, RNA, or both.
1: Interesting. So
0: that's a prion.
1: Wow. And they are scary as fuck. Yeah, it sounds Mm -hmm. it.
0: Yeah, they're they're terrifying. That was the whole thing with V wars, is that people were studying in the Arctic where ice was melting and New things were being discovered, and one of those new things was a prion that started infecting the people who were studying it. Yeah. Some people it mutated, some people it didn't. Needless to say, vampires happened. Do but... you think that that's
2: also <laughs> so what, that's what like get. the Walking Dead type of thing is based on? That how everybody has that little sickness inside of them, and then it you can know, be transmitted. I
0: don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if they went into the science that deeply mm-hmm. because my general consensus is that most people have never heard of prions.
2: <laughs> I have so. heard of that, the concept of folding before I've heard about that. I've mm-hmm. heard about that in relationship to COVID. I've mm-hmm. heard people talk about oh. it once or twice. Mm-hmm.
0: I liken it to trying to fold a fitted sheet. You can never get it the right shape. <laughs> you can never get it like Martha a flat. Stewart shape. Can. I don't care how many. I don't fucking care what oh, Martha Stewart can do. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> Holy crap.
0: <laughs> I'm very angry about this. I have followed several different video tutorials for folding a fitted sheet, and never does mine come out like theirs, okay. ever. So I assume they're using cameras.
2: I have. Sex. So I music directed the show for my friend Ryan Raftery, and he played Martha Stewart, and it was like this mockumentary musical type of thing and the story is that aliens visit martha stewart and she has to fold a fitted sheet perfectly for them uh and anyway it's it was hilarious and fun and he learned how to fold a fitted sheet for the for the show that we did we did it like joe's pub in new york and we did it in la and uh, san francisco but he he folded he learned how to fold a fitted sheet
0: yeah well i've been trying this for my entire life and I still can't do it. No matter what tutorial I watch and follow, I can't do it. I can't either. <laughs> so I I think it's a trick. I think there's some sort of trick that somebody teaches somebody else, but they're like, you can't really let everybody know that this is how it's done. Because we want people to continue to watch our videos. We need the views, man. And we could
2: monetize. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. I'm sorry. I had such a violent reaction. You did. I had never liked her. Uh, She's pretty cool, too. I mean,
1: (laughs) Um, you know,
2: insider trading aside.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or hanging out with, was it Snoop Dogg? Oh, that's street cred. That's amazing. Uh, Yeah. They're like big friends now.
0: I shouldn't watch a craft show and feel inferior. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And that's what I feel about most people who have craft shows. Mm. They make me feel inferior. And... So I don't watch craft shows. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of trickery, like uh, cooking shows where they already have the finished product in the stove because they mm-hmm. want to save on time.
0: Well, yeah, they have to show you the final yeah. project. I mm-hmm.
1: so, don't know anyway. if fitting, fitted sheet YouTube videos are ever going to be as popular as something like unboxing or candy Let's videos. make it happen.
0: I don't know. You, you might yeah. be surprised because a lot of people have watched. A lot of people have tried to fold a fitted sheet. To make it flat, and I just don't get the trick. I don't.
2: Well, this was a tangent.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was my fault. We started talking about Pryons, prions folding. and folding things, and I just and we're back. I, I was about to
1: Talk about more YouTube videos, but yeah, we're back.
0: Prions. We so yeah, prions. The, prions the... sounds
1: like a car. It's like the new Dodge Prion. I was
2: gonna
0: so say. So what that. was that? Or why don't you pry that I on side No, that's. Oh, God. It's like the Scion. <laughs> it's like the Scion and the Prius had a baby, and it's a Prion. Yeah, it's a Prion, yeah. A Scion and a Prius? Oh, my mm. word. <laughs> how did they ever get together? I mean, how did they even fit? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I've gone completely off the rails, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Uh, okay so let's seed talk ship. about
1: detmer oh we just no. Had...
0: let's talk about oh, the okay. seed okay.
1: ship the seed ship okay we're still on the seed <laughs> we're ship still I on it was pretty the seed
0: ship it was very pretty there's lots it of was vegetation overgrown. what was there. it called the Tikhov. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tikov.
1: The the, yes. yeah. is that russian yep. what t-i-k-h-o-v mm-hmm. sounds yes. Russian to me mm-hmm. Tikov.
0: Yes, it does sound Russian. Yeah. Nan talks about how she wished she'd gone back to Barzan before they went to the future and that she hadn't been home in a really long time. And now, of course, the implication that everyone she's ever known or loved is gone. And we got some insight into the life of people on Barzan. They were... Mm-hmm. Diligence, Diligence and, poverty. and poverty. Did you guys
2: like no. getting a little bit more cultural information about the Barzans? Yes, I did too. Yes, I it did. Was, yeah.
1: It was not what I expected, but I I liked it a lot. Yeah. And that they were devastated when she left for Starfleet, and then mm-hmm. the Barzans joined Starfleet later. Oh Maybe my god. Or Starfleet Y'all, Federation. Quick
2: sidebar. Things confused. Mm-hmm. Gavril Adrianovich yeah. Tikov was a Soviet astronomer who was a pioneer in astrobiology and is considered to be the father of astrobotany. Oh, oh yes. There you go. What reference. A great he worked reference. as an observer at the Polkovo Observatory from 1906 until 1941. Russian father of astrobotany. Amazing. Star Trek does it again. Astrobotany. Mm. That's I a love botany, botany it. Space bay. Plants. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Buried sorry. Alive. Sidebar. Buried. Alive. <laughs> he um, tasks me.
0: He tasks me and I shall oh, have God. him. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we, we suddenly went into Wrath of Khan mode. I'm so sorry. It's so easy
1: to do. It's easy
0: to <laughs> do. Yeah, very easy to fall into that pit. Um, That's yeah. the, I already did uh, the non.
2: So it just works. It yeah.
0: works. No, you, you started no, it. No. Of course. It's interesting how non becomes like almost enraptured by this oh. video that's playing of the family
1: well she hasn't heard her own language for so long yeah and she doesn't have to use her yes. breathing apparatus either
0: turns out she actually has brown real eyes air yet.
1: real me
2: yeah. <laughs> oh i loved that
0: yeah and her i if as far as i know her eyes are yes. actually brown so that was her those were her real eyes it was fun that they had to have the breathing apparatuses. Apparati? I don't know. Apparati? And, and she didn't. And that was the first time we also hear that melody. Again, um, yeah, the
1: melody. this
2: is very intriguing to me.
1: I have
0: kind of a theory about this. Go for it. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that I think this melody might have something to do with the burn. Because it seems to be tied with dilithium. They even mention that a little bit. Is Is it a sonic harmony or something that led to the burn some kind of harmonic frequency i don't know mm. that might be somewhere in this song oh yes uh,
2: interesting that's theory just, just a guess
0: it means something and it's connected well
2: if they yeah. all know to what's it going on somehow
1: yeah why yeah. else bring it up this is this is yeah. fascinating oh
0: they they don't bring it up for no reason they don't do red herrings like this. not like
1: this because yeah these are worlds apart that probably mm-hmm. shouldn't know the same melody. But because dude. the earliest that yeah. we're aware of it is Senna as a child, but mm-hmm. then... I'm reminded once again of Battlestar Galactica when the secret Cylons all started hearing the same music, which was all along the Watchtower. Mm. They all had this song in their head, so it's kind of odd. <laughs> you remember there. a
0: lot more than I do these days, Dave? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, I would have to go back and rewatch that entire series, because... I retain so little of anything. Right. I mean, I know it's in there somewhere, but there's yeah. so much in my brain, you guys. It's like bursting at the seams sometimes. <laughs> well, there's just, just a lot can't access of, all of it.
1: similarities to Battlestar Galactica in this particular hmm. series, you know, this third season because of the desperation of holding on to what you have left.
0: They don't really have an enemy to fight. They don't really know who or no. what to blame. Yeah. And so there's this big have mystery. A
1: syndicate, but that seems more of like a foil than an enemy.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, they're not—they're not a straight-up enemy. Yeah. They're not like the showing up every. episode. No, but they're gonna come.
2: Enemy. They're gonna appear soon, I think. Yeah, I think there's oh, gonna yeah. be a conflict. Well, we've soon. already. They're drop. They're dropping the breadcrumbs. We've already
0: seen them in the first. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we've already seen yeah. them in the first episode, and they're gonna want revenge for what was done at their outpost. Yeah. So.
2: And I'm kind of yeah. thinking, what's his name's gonna come back now? Space What's Cowboy?
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I hope I know not. You don't. I know you don't. There's really no reason to bring him back. No. Really don't need that. I but think they had... might
1: have even referenced his name or something, but maybe not. Cal.
0: I don't think so. I, I heard...
1: No, isn't it Cyrus or something like that? No, or... it's not. Okay. All right. I thought I heard
0: somebody say somebody's mm. name. It, it, it. Yeah. No. His name was not Cyrus. I don't care what his name was, frankly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Right. But here's an interesting thing that occurred to me especially the second time i watched it so when they're walking through the ship and you see this sort of shimmer behind them mm-hmm. in my brain is like that's so G." <laughs> yeah
1: it <that laughs> was this, a very tng
0: moment this thing following them that you can't see and oh my gosh is it gonna be a scary monster no it's just a guy who's out of
2: phase mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: but it was just i'm just in my mind my mind just immediately said oh,
1: yeah me TNG. too mm-hmm. Reminds me of the Lower Decks episode about the farm with all the different ways of getting some kind of space illness. Mm. Is to yep. be out of phase because you were transported oh, yeah. to a solar flare.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, they had a coronal mass ejection that hit the sunburp. A, a sunburp. A, a sun mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm totally using that as my middle name on the Unruiter oh nice. this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> sunburp.
1: Or
2: oh, how about Tilly and the duh moment in back to that scene again? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around. Yeah, yeah. Um, you may want to have one. That's okay. Well, that's fine. I that again, that scene was just like, amazing. I know they were talking about that mm-hmm. in that scene. That's why it reminded me of it.
0: It was interesting to see all three of them working yeah. together. I liked it. I want I more too. of it.
2: You know what? In the past, it seemed like a little bit like the timing was just dead on. The way that they delivered the lines, mm-hmm. and my favorite nuance in that scene was that when Stammet said we're we're used to it or we we've, we've accepted it, and mm-hmm. and Reno says no we haven't or something like that, and you could tell <laughs> that in the look that Stammet gave gave Reno, he was softening toward her a lot. Just in a little mm-hmm. teeny tiny look, you could tell he was like, hey. hey ouch that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit you know and he's dished it out to her as just as much as she's dished it out to him but i like that it kind of like she just took a jab at him in a moment to in a moment where he was feeling a little bit vulnerable
1: well you see earlier when they're going to the federation headquarters that stamets and reno are together it's like they're joined at the hip now you don't really see them apart. I'm telling you, they love each the other. Heart. They love each other deeply.
2: Yeah, they do. Always working do. together.
0: Reno will always keep up that "I can't stand yeah. you" thing. It's just what she does. Yeah, and that's and that's Paul's okay. the
2: mommy, <laughs> Jet Reno's the daddy, uh-huh. and Tilly's Tilly's the da- daughter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <We're explaining. laughs> little family. Uh, little chosen uh-huh. family.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, chosen family they're so cute together. Moments that really got me crying. Most of it was on the the seed ship. They find this guy's family. Dr. Addis was his name. And they find his family in these stasis pods, but they're already dead.
2: Yep. That was sad.
0: That was really sad. And Nan even says, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, they're gone.
0: Sorry. And they figure out that... Because he was trying to transport into the seed vault that, you know, when that CME hit, that he was out of phase. And so they, you know, Tilly and Stanitz and Reno figure out a way to basically retransport him and put him back into complete phase. This is the time that my heart breaks because Nan is trying to talk him into helping them find the seed. And she's being basically too nice. And Culper says, you're the one that has to talk Mm -hmm. to him. You're the one that has to get him to accept that his family is gone.
1: I think that's Michael's superpower is she's the one to talk to people because she's the one that's experienced everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, your family's dead. A lot of my family's dead. I've been through it too. She's experienced (laughs) all the things. It's like she can relate Mm -hmm. to everybody.
0: When she goes and talks to Addis, and I'm just bawling during that.
2: I like the moment when Non realized that she couldn't get through to him because Mm -hmm. she was too close. Yeah, culturally.
0: And Michael was at once brutal and sympathetic Mm -hmm. because she had to get him to understand your family is dead, and I'm so sorry. No one should have to see that. No one should have to go through that. But you can help other people. Not doesn't she say?
2: And I think you know that. I think, mm-hmm. you
0: know, some great non vocal acting from the actor, Jake Epstein, who is playing Dr. Addis, because he didn't really say anything. He's just sitting there and then his eyes start to well with tears. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. you can cry on command. <laughs> Dude, I Quite was just a bit of that this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was very impressed by him and she gets through to him. So that's how they get the seed. This did not turn out the way that I thought it would, because Culber says, you know, you need medical attention. If you don't get it, you're going to die within days. And Addis refuses to leave the ship. I didn't expect that. He refuses to give up his Mm -hmm. watch. Nan says, well, he's made, just because it's a decision that you don't understand doesn't mean it's irrational. I love
2: that line. That's something that I wish other people would understand, but it's something I need Mm -hmm. to hear, too. Like I, I took mm-hmm, that same. I took that as yeah, you do and oh yeah, I do too. I need to I need to realize that with other people.
0: And Michael knows that she's not going to be able to sway Culber on this because he is a doctor and his right. purpose is to heal mm-hmm. and that's what he is going to do no matter what. <laughs> so she sends him back to the ship with the seeds to start working on the antidote for this oh. virus.
1: Yeah, and you could tell he sensed something, too. It's like, I'm oh, getting knew. sent away alone for a reason. There's yeah. going to be a discussion after I'm gone.
0: Yeah, he knew that, and he was okay with it. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone.
1: I like that he got to Banff right to the space Science bay.
0: Well, he yeah. didn't banff. It, was, it discover, was transporting.
1: It was Discovery's transporter.
0: Yeah, it was Discovery's mm-hmm. transporter. Yeah,
2: I really yeah. liked that we got the different... Yet transporter effects depending on where they were coming from oh yeah i appreciate yeah, yeah i appreciate that a lot well do you think we're
1: gonna keep getting upgrades to discovery as it goes well,
2: discovery well, yeah. is upgrading itself currently so yeah
0: yeah <laughs> well discovery's computer core is now sentient yeah, so, i have a feeling
2: that the federation know. may have ideas for discovery but if zora ain't want to do it Zora ain't going to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Zora do right. Zora and that's yeah. all. She will protect her crew and that is that. <laughs> and then comes my other really ugly cry point when Non and Michael are having the conversation mm. and Non says that she is going to stay. She says to Michael you're going to argue with me and she's like a year ago <laughs> I would have <laughs> Oh, so now, good.
2: You know, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I mean it was the right choice for her but I was just Looking at her face went like... yeah, And the reference to
1: Ariam's funeral and mm. what Michael said oh, about yeah. reaching out to other people and finding the best in them.
0: And she says, sorry, she says to Michael, I've never seen anyone reach for the best in others like you do. Don't ever stop. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves.
1: We're still on Detmer oh, having Detmer. post-traumatic stress yes. disorder. yes. They haven't dropped that ball yet. You can see her reliving trauma, Mm -hmm. dealing with the ion cloud storm. She's beating herself up Mm -hmm. for not
2: being at her best.
1: Mm -hmm. And you can see her having to take a moment and recenter herself, you know, step away. And that's what they say with a lot of stress is if you're stressing with something, walk away from it for a bit. Come back to it later because in the moment you're just gonna go in a spiral and so when she sits back she kind of cracks her knuckles and gets back to it again i like that moment i like also that the admiral says that her baseline is way off the charts and that's being subtle that Mm -hmm. you know she's unstable and all these lives depending on this pilot it's not quite dealing well right now stress-wise and of course michael's and Saru's so like, well, we trust her with our lives. We've done it before. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, you might have to watch her because, you know, she's struggling. So, well,
0: the thing yeah. is, is that she knows she's struggling. Yes. And she is getting help for that struggle. They're all working through it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about trauma. And that's the thing about discovery is that it's being realistic in its treatment of trauma. Yeah. You yep. don't have one episode where everybody goes to a movie night and they're suddenly okay. That's not how trauma right. works. And exactly. they are showing that. And it is so important that they show that. Yeah. And I'm, I just was so grateful that they are continuing yeah. To focus on that storyline.
1: I just really like her arc right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: to think of all the people that were assuming it was going to be control or something like that. Messing or something no, this is just straight up trauma.
0: Which is what I said. And I was mm-hmm. right.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, but we, And we were saying, I was like, I really hope that's what it is. I really, I want it to be mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I want it to be something real.
0: If it had been control, that would have been so hacky. Yeah. It would have just made everything seem pointless. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that all they went through to get rid of Control would have been a failure, and so yeah. that would have been a wasted season. And,
0: and if Control were somehow inside her implant, like, it couldn't have gotten out and into the ship and taken yeah. the sphere data and evolved, yeah. come on. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't going to be mm-hmm. Control. Anyway, it's just, I'm getting worked up, and getting worked up. Uh, anything we're forgetting to talk
2: about. I, there's um, one moment that I really love... That I that I forgot about Mm -hmm. Ah. when Michael goes, Captain, number one, when they exchange that, (laughs) that was was so (laughs) cute, like they're trying it Mm -hmm. on for size and like, because they're new, you know, they're newly Mm
0: -hmm.
2: at these ranks. Well, she's been,
0: yeah, a a while ago.
1: But one. but this is new to well, them. Wasn't Saru number one? Oh on Discovery. Oh, no, he was jealous because Michael was, wasn't yeah,
0: he? Yeah. Michael was uh yeah, Michael was number, number one. one. But it's oh, new right. for
2: them. So like it, it's yeah. like they're trying it on and they're the way that they both said it to each other, there was like so much love and respect in the way that they said it uh-huh. at the same time. It was so adorable and like it was so sweet. I love that. Yes. That made me. That made my heart smile.
0: I also love the moment where Michael convinces Admiral Vance that Discovery needs to stay together, mm-hmm. yeah. and offers proof of their very successful mission that this crew works as one organism and we're ready to serve, and we can be anywhere in the blink of an eye. She basically yeah. implies it would behoove him to keep them <laughs> together.
1: And they're already so fractured and removed from everything they know that they really only have each other. Mm-hmm. And if you split that apart, what happens to each yeah, of them?
0: It could destroy them, as Michael said But earlier. they had
1: to get him uh-huh. to
2: see that and to empathize with that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, the reference to Giotto and the Dark Ages and the Renaissance... That was a great bit, yeah. From yes. Saru. Mm-hmm. during the Dark Ages, mankind was at the brink. It was wars and plagues, and <sighs> and no knowledge, no progress. And then suddenly, this Italian artist finds three point perspective, and suddenly you're and looking then this up. is like you again death. another
2: moment when I'm like, discovery. How do you know what we're going through right now? How do you know, yeah. <laughs> Zora? Are you
0: real? <laughs> It's crazy because you know that all of this was written and filmed before the pandemic was even on anyone's radar. And, And it's just absolutely serendipitous that this is happening right now because it is the time where we need this the most. It was supposed to come out earlier. No, it, it wasn't. It was supposed to come because... out
2: right now. <laughs> the universe is Hell like, yes. nah, well, the... <laughs> it's supposed to come out now. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's the thing.
0: I'm pretty sure, though, that the universe didn't engineer a pandemic so that discovery oh. would come out well, yeah. later and be prescient oh, about yeah. that. But... I hope not. But yeah, just just think of how serendipitous it is that we have this mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now.
1: Just the spark of hope is going, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: We needed that comic relief of lower decks first oh
1: yeah yes
0: to get us back into the oh yeah trek trek helps and then to bring us this yeah and you know make us cry every week right which is fine And you
1: get an art history lesson at the same time so many lessons i bet
0: a lot of people so Mm -hmm. just so many lessons in life that pertain to who we are now and it per- pertain to humanity throughout yeah. the ages.
1: Well, again, we talk about the yin and the yang. Is like, yeah, we get a lot of science in Star Trek. But every once in a while, you get something that's like arts and literature and culture. Like Picard's very much that. It's all about, like, anthropology. Archaeology. Archaeology, excuse me. And so, yeah, you get this reference to art history. You get these references to philosophy. Music. Like Spock talking about, like, Lao Tzu and Sun Tzu. You know stuff like that, music too. Yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, it's nice that we get and I love both, Star Trek. You know, we get right brain, left brain stuff.
0: Star Trek feeds and, My Soul. And Discovery you guys. is uh-huh.
2: just, you know, in particular, you know, I love all of Discovery, but these last two episodes, there's just something, something very like this is like the pinnacle of Trekness and 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 the the hope that the Star Trek universe brings. These last two episodes mm. have been so. I mean they all are but for some, maybe it's just because they're yeah. the most recent right now but Ooh. it just feels like these yeah. two are like discovery is in its groove you know
1: well even when they're, the one when they visited earth yeah there's Ooh. this okay you guys are split apart and they're not talking to each other you need to face each other and talk to mm-hmm. each other you know there's some hope there too yeah you just need to trust one another and it and just feels us. so
2: personal doesn't it like it feels so it personal does. And Star Trek has always felt personal, but right now it's like it's on a deeper level for me.
0: But that's been the case for me with Discovery since it began. Oh, yeah. Which is why it's my favorite Trek. I suddenly found myself able to identify with or feel represented, which is something I have never felt throughout all of Star mm-hmm. Trek. I agree. Same. And so it's, it's crazy. And I, I know you know how this feels, mm-hmm. Chris. It's crazy how much you don't realize how much it matters until you have it. And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've missed this this whole time.
2: There's Mm -hmm. like something with having that mirror held up to you. It just makes it just mm -hmm. makes me feel seen and it makes me feel understood Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel validated. And it makes me feel like Mm -hmm. it makes me feel better about myself, you know,
0: (laughs) right? it feels really good yeah oh my <sighs> well, is there, any... well listeners... is there anything else we have to discuss <laughs> i'm just glad that
2: people <laughs> listen to us and that they can come along this ride with us because you know we're very different kind of very sensitive weirdos
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, our show is a different yeah. show to be sure yeah and that's why i yeah. love it
0: because you can't say that our show is like every other discovery podcast
2: which are all pretty damn good <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it depends. <laughs> I'm yes. just kidding. i I
1: think there's a newness to Saru and a differentness to Saru, and I find that interesting. Um, so I, I'm not just going to you know, I like uh, condemn him for not being like every I other like captain. I like that Saru
2: is learning to step back a little bit more and to just... Mm-hmm. let things happen and then when he needs to assert himself you know when he corrected michael sometimes he's he's much more observant and he just lets things he's becoming wiser i think
0: absolutely is this it is this all we have to say i, <laughs> I mean we so. could keep talking for like, probably another hour if we really we, wanted to We
1: covered a lot i do like Willow i do though. i do like Willow as I well guess, yeah. yeah and if she ends up being their replacement non if you can even consider well, that you know the new security, <laughs> new officer. chief of security, yeah. yeah, new chief of security. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would be okay with that. I think she'd be a fun addition, and it'd be a nice contrast to have somebody from oh, the yeah. current time on I board mean, the ship with all yeah. these. Uh, these they're going to need
2: someone when Discovery out running around, jumping all over the place. They're going to need somebody from today to to help mm-hmm. to help them. Oh,
1: I did find it interesting that they're talking about like the really in the weed science stuff but this is science stuff from a thousand years ago so you would think it would just be common knowledge but willa can't keep up with it she's like what are you guys talking about because she's not a science yeah, officer. she's not an no. engineer
0: she's not a and she's not officer. an engineer she's not
1: a science officer so she, she's like i don't know what you guys are talking about it's like well it's just it's a sunburn. Huh.
0: She she does security that's yep. what she does uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to see more yes. of her. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Admiral Vance. Mm-hmm. I will always love Oded Fair. I think he's amazing and beautiful, and I love his voice and his face yep. and his everything. Ever since
1: what, The Mummy? <laughs> the oh, Mummy,
0: 1999. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I ever saw him. So 21 years I've been carrying a torch. I call him Odie for short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that You would do have that with somebody. the actors you like. I do like like Chewie. Like Chewitel Ejofor. I call him chewy yep. <laughs> So just my familiar names. Yep. I'm weird that way. All right. I guess that concludes this discussion of Die Trying, and looking forward to next week's episode, of course. But until mm-hmm. then, we have other places that you can find us so Chris why don't you tell people about those other places sure
2: I'm on Instagram and Twitter at cdlittlefield and you can follow my shows open channel is at open channel trek and there are four questions is at four questions trek and that's the number four not spelled out and I also want to give a quick shout out to Davey Elmer for your sweet comments on our episodes and for for saying that you like us so I really appreciate yeah. that, and thank you for listening.
0: Yeah, and Davey's a homeboy. He's an Ogden boy. And what we have met in person? Are more you than serious? Once. I'm absolutely serious. I didn't serious. know that. Yeah, we. I've seen him. Uh, I've met him at Fanex a couple of times when we did our two different panels in fall and spring in uh, 2000. Was it 2019? I think it was 2019. Time is weird, and also. When we went to the AEW live show, oh wow! We we ran into him there as was well. Was that like or the anniversary
2: like... time you went, or the gift, the surprise night, or something like that? No, no,
0: okay. no, no, no. That was Mystery Science oh, Theater yeah. uh, tour, but yeah. In fact, that was right before everything went to hell. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it was the last touring show AEW mm-hmm. did before mm-hmm. lockdown.
0: We just happened to run into him there in a stadium mm-hmm. full of people and. We still oh, so managed cool. to connect with him. So I know, yes. right? So Davey, we love you and we appreciate mm-hmm. you listening and commenting. And there's a new yes. person, Matthew you Mevis or
2: Mevis. I'm not sure how you say your name. So we're, we're glad to have you along for the ride too.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Wonderful. Okay, Dave, the places. where are you
1: I at? am on Twitter at Dark Corner Cast. You can also find me on Facebook at DJ Evil Dave. Posting links to music videos. as uh, see. Oh, speaking of comments, apparently our uh, bath bomb comment. Oh, from yeah. This episode was.
2: Well that received. was all you, Dave. That was all
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. Mm-hmm.
0: He He flat out said that while we were watching the episode. So, you know, I was like, oh, and there she is in her baptism yeah. dress, her mm-hmm. Mormon baptism dress. And he says, yeah, she's getting in with a bath bomb. Like, no, literally, it looks like a bomb. Just, just, uh, it does, um, it does, it does. It's like the old classic, Good like, times. gopher
1: bombs with the little stem on it, and the, like, the fuse. Oh, Bo-bombs. right. The bombs, the bombs,
0: the bombs. That's Carlin, pretty much right where down. you can
1: find me, so yeah,
0: okay, Yep. right. So, so for me, um, Brandywine12 on Twitter. Brandy with an I, 12 is a number. You can find me on Instagram at Brandy Jackola, which is, you know, Brandy with an I, J-A-C-K-O-L-A. Just start spelling jack-o'-lantern and then Mm -hmm. stop at the second day. You'll get it. I do a couple of other shows here in Sweet Media, which are Boldly Ghost, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds podcast with my friend Suzanne. We get up to a lot of crazy things on that show and we have a great time doing it. It's a bit more intermittent right now because there isn't actually a show yet to see. But we are still we still want to jump on that train and get that name in there while yeah. we could, because nobody good name. else have that name for a podcast. And I also do the Vedic Assembly with my friends Liam and Nick. And again, have a great time doing that. We talk about Deep Space Nine on that one. And uh, our most recent episode will be coming out a couple of days after this episode comes out. So look forward to that. We have a special Ooh. guest for the first time on the show. I do live shows. I do on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, Infinite Trek, which you can find on Twitch on the Outpost 13 channel. I do that with my friend Aaron Harvey, who has already made magnificent uh, fan art for the USS Nog. I love it so much. So he he just loves doing these things. It, it keeps him sane. And I totally appreciate that. So you can find that there. And it does get released as a podcast following week on the Trek Geeks Network. And then Unready Room, Saturday nights, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, where we are also talking about Star Trek Discovery on uh, Dan Gunther's YouTube channel, which is Kurt Rath Productions. And Dan, of course, it helps me out with that. It's, it's his baby, really. And I'm just along for the ride. And I'm just very grateful that I get to... Talk with him every week about Star Trek as well. I uh, just saw a show called Headcanon, and there's Dark Corner Podcast. You can find both those at darkcornerpodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, that is uh, it. Oh, yeah, come to our Facebook page, What the Future Holds, and also come yes, join please. our listeners group called The Nexus up on uh, Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, as well. On. Facebook. Facebook, Facebook. Kind of do turntables. I didn't and know what you said that way, but now I'm just, yeah. What? Oh, Facebook. I didn't know what you said. Anyway, Facebook. Devil's haircut. So, yeah, just, just. I'm a
1: loser, <laughs> baby. So, don't you kill him? I
2: was going to say two more things. So, Please Dan don't. Gunther oh. is my guest on Open Channel this week. So, we get to hang out and talk about Ooh. what the fans, the listeners yes. said about this episode. And you're really good at naming podcasts, Brandy. Headcanon, What the Future Holds, Boldly Go, like, amazing.
0: Oh, thanks. Um, Headcanon actually started as a joke from the Unready Room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even remember how it started exactly, but I know it was back in the days where... It was either while we were covering Star Trek Picard or shortly after. Dan and Bruce and I were just having a grand old time and I was talking about headcanon. And I said, you know, I'm just going to start a podcast called Headcanon where I just talk about all the stuff in my head. And, uh, you know, they thought I was joking. I thought I was joking. Actually. And I thought, Actually. <laughs> Maybe that might be well, a it's fun also idea. in between podcasts oh.
1: too, where you just had the itch. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, I well, and also something. like last yeah, season to was something. like so much
2: canon arguing, like all across the board with season oh. two of Discovery. Mm-hmm. So like it was perfect.
0: It turned out okay, but thanks. Yep. Um, and
2: now you got
1: more podcasting can shake yeah. a stick. <laughs> oh, 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 stick. Sorry.
0: You know, I. <laughs> you can st- not. I thought that's Dave's what gonna I not heard. gonna shake his dick at him. I thought not.
2: <laughs> you got more podcasts than he can shake his dick at.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh God! I don't want to see that either. I don't want to see mushroom stamp podcast. I don't, I don't oh want to see. Oh my!
2: Anything. We have. Oh
0: God um okay I'm gonna s- yeah no this isn't nope, we're not going there is that what they mean my ceiling so... network oh for god's sake god. Oh, god why 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 I'm just trying to close the shop. I'm just trying to... is that a goomba Would in you your pocket or are you happy let let to me see me
1: <sighs> if I eat this it makes me bigger oh <laughs> <laughs> I think your mic's overloading this one I can spit fireballs yes here it is I'm sure she's peaking
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry That going to be terrible eh, for you to it's end my it.
1: volume controls <laughs> for
0: oh my god it's your own fault <laughs> um, it's your guys' fault All right. on that note thank you so much listeners for joining us and tune in next week to find out about mushrooms. Yeah, I'm a real guess. fun guy. <laughs> and they're in, in beginning properties. And also to find out what the future holds. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs.
2: Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. Google Clippy Microsoft Word. It was a little paperclip, like animated paperclip that would pop up when you were using Microsoft Word and it was like a little helper. And there are gonna be more comments on it in this episode too, so we'll get to those.
0: Right, you kinda of have to be older like us to get that.
2: <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And Nick goes on, but before he does, I wanna just congratulate him on being a doctor now. Congratulations, Dr. Nick! Woohoo! Loading HollowSuite preview program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager
1: podcast. But then again, senior officer meeting. Why is Harry Kim in there?
0: He's an ensign. Because he is the senior ops bridge person. I don't know.
1: But that's what doesn't make sense to me. If he's like the senior ops person, does that mean everyone below him is just a crewman?
0: He's a crewman.
1: (laughs) Because he can't boss even Lieutenant Junior grades around.
2: Oh my gosh. So their ops department is just a mess because it's just crewmen.
1: Oh well, it's a mess also. That explains because... a lot <laughs> Actually, it does, about doesn't Voyager.
2: It? <phone rings> Loading Holosuite Preview Program for StarPod Trek, a podcast exploring Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future.
0: And remember that Gene Roddenberry wrote the novel for the motion picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, about the search for God and everything that part of it. And there's
1: you. a lot of details in that novel that didn't make it to the picture that actually opens up the scope of the Star Trek universe even more so. I mean, it's a great it, read. Yeah,
0: he put he put other stuff in it. And but you know, but I, but Scotty being a drunk, I don't know why. He, like, why wouldn't Scotty just yeah, continue yeah. to be an engineer and you know be a proud worker and Starfleet officer? Computer, deactivate holosuite.
2: Recording. Recording. Recording.
0: <laughs> it's like we're hello, all
1: waiting our hello, turn to see hello.
0: <laughs> hello. 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 <laughs> hello. Hello. Okay, that's. Uh...